Welcome. You've now been locked into an episode of Dad Tough. Dad Tough. Bringing you your weekly injection of any and everything dad, husband, and man. So sit back, grab a beer, get rid of that pesky wife and kids, and get ready to dive into fatherhood, marriage, men's health, youth sports, and a bunch more nonsense coming straight to your screen, headphones, and into your hearts. Sometimes being a dad is tough, and sometimes you gotta be tough to be dad. Are you dad tough? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dad Tough. I'm your host, Blake Brown, and today we got the privilege to sit in with Mr. Mike Mackerlane. He is the co-owner and founder or president of Gym Supplement Science. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Blake? How you doing, bro? Doing pretty good, here. man. I'm 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 glad you could uh, join us, man. I know you've got a busy, busy schedule. Pleasure. Yeah, I know. I appreciate this. As I told you earlier, just finished up uh, training myself, so just ran right in here and uh, getting the day going again. Heck yeah, man. Well, I tell you what, we are going to start this thing off right. We're going to do what I call a shot and story, where we take shots and you tell us a little bit about yourself. This segment is brought to you by... Oh, it ain't working. Now, hold on one second. It is brought to you by High Ridge Spirits, the distillery. If you've not checked this place out, guys, definitely check it out. It is a great atmosphere. Their alcohol is brewed and distilled in Florence, Alabama. And like I said, great atmosphere, guys. There's live music there almost every day of the week. And they also have open mic night on every Wednesday. So make sure you sign up on that list if you want to tell a story, sing a song, tell a joke, whatever you want to do, guys. And there we go. Oh, wrong one. There it is. There it is. I'm still trying to figure out some of this equipment. There's a lot of buttons here. A lot of buttons here. But anyways, I am going to be drinking me some Alabama Shine brewed and distilled here in Florence, Alabama by High Ridge uh, Spirits Distillery. It is 100 proof. Love moonshine. I am from the south, so this is a delicacy to me. <laughs> Cheers, Mike. <laughs> Cheers. We got uh, some tequila, so out here. Oh, man, it's tequila. <clears throat> Nothing like a little tequila at 11 o'clock or so in the morning, oh, yeah. my it's, size. I don't feel as bad, man, because it's like it's, it's uh, almost 2 it's o'clock here. <laughs> you're, on, you're on the tail end of, uh, of the uh, National Hump Day here for Wednesday, so oh, you're ready for the weekend. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, buddy. Who is Mike um, Mackerlane? Just a regular guy, father, uh, business owner. Um yeah, so no, my uh, my background um, really started just with athletics when I was kind of young. Played football my whole life, um, high school, college. Um, in college, I was a sports medicine and kinesiology major, double major. Had a short little run at trying to do some uh, um, some after college professional uh, football. Uh, kind of bounced around from camps with some of the arena league football teams. Um, and, you know, trying to make my way into, you know, something with fitness, something with sports. And that kind of, uh, just, you know, put me 
at the right, you know, it's, it's funny. Everything in my life has always kind of stemmed from the gym, uh, my career, uh, my wife, and, um, you know, just so my whole life has always kind of been around fitness and uh, athletics. And so just kind of staying, you know, focused on that as my core, um, it's, it's opened up a lot of opportunities and, um, and, and just kind of led me to where I am today. And uh, so where I am today is, um, as, as you mentioned earlier, so uh, uh, own a supplement company uh, called Jim Supplement Science uh, with my partner, uh, Dr. Jim Stepani. And so usually when I make that introduction, people go, all right, well, who's that? And I say, well, have you ever been to bodybuilding.com? And uh, you see a guy with tattoos and he's all ripped up and he looks like a, a biker. I said, yeah, he's, that's my business partner. And uh, yeah, he's a PhD from uh, from Yale. Um, he was recruited and hired by Joe Weider, who, for those of you who don't know who Joe Weider is, um, this thing that's called fitness that might have been catching on over the past uh, 50 or 60 years. Uh, Joe pretty much was the was the godfather of fitness. He brought Arnold Schwarzenegger over here in the uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, he was responsible for the Mr. Olympia, which is like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. And uh, he published a variety of magazines like Muscle and Fitness Magazine, Flex Magazine, Muscle and Fitness Hers, Men's Fitness, uh, Shape Magazine. So all the fitness uh, publications um, uh, were weeder publications. They were his. And so shortly after I hung up my football cleats, um, I had the opportunity to work at Muscle and Fitness Magazine because I met a guy uh, from a gym who... Uh, yeah, he, he just took note of my training style, which was a little unorthodox and I was working pretty hard. And so he just, he and I became acquainted at the gym and I was 21 when I graduated college and, and, um, he said, well, what do you want to do with your career? And I said, well, I want to kind of move into this direction. I might go be a, a football coach. So I actually coached high school football for about two years um, in pursuit of, uh, of, of also doing this job. So I got a job at the magazine on the publishing side. I was still coaching football. Um, and then that same year I actually met my, my then girlfriend, who's now my wife. And, um, and then throughout that uh, career, obviously I met Jim, he was working at the magazine. He was brought on as the senior science editor for muscle and fitness. So essentially he, curated and wrote all the content that was then published in all of the magazines. So he was writing, you know, prescription workouts and nutrition plans and telling people what supplements to take for, um, you know, 10 plus years in the magazine, as well as um, publishing books and working with professional athletes, as well as a lot of high talent personalities like Dwayne Johnson. And so he and I just through over the years uh, became, you know, very well acquainted with one another. We worked together in various um, projects and um, and it kind of led us, you know, which I can get into as much detail as you want, kind of let us start our own brand. Um, and eight years later, uh, here we are. And now I'm talking to you. Man, that's awesome. Uh, like you, that is a life to live, man. Like, like I'm, I'm kind of envious of, of how you got to where you are, man. This, this, this seemed like it was pretty uh... – Pretty interesting, man. Pretty fun. 
Like I said, it, it started off with sports it. and stuff. And look at you now, man. Like you're still pretty much involved in sports and, and, and you know, other people's sports as well, you know, as far as their physical fitness and stuff goes, man. I'll, I'll remember – I can't remember what year it was, but it was before – I kind of got in this little working out thing in high school. And, you know, I got the muscle and fitness magazines and stuff, and I just kind of skimmed through them. And I remember seeing Jim on there, and I was like, you know, I've seen a bunch of other guys on there, you know, like, you know, Ronnie Coleman plays – people like that and I'm like man that's just like you know you always try to when you're looking at these pictures and stuff you're like man I want to look like that guy I want to look like that guy but you know some of them it's like that's too big you know that's too small and I'll never forget I think he'd done a cover of Muscle and Fitness and I was like I want to look like that guy that guy's in like phenomenal shape he's not too big not just massively over overly huge and then but yeah that's how I first you know or when I first seen him and then I guess to what was it 2013 is when the the supplement uh brand dropped and uh i actually i was scrolling facebook just trying to find a good workout program and that's when i actually stumbled upon gym supplement science and man it just opened opened so many doors to me because at first i, I read a lot of uh a lot of litigations that kind of that kind of went went on behind the scenes man like you guys kind of just like showed up and just like just flopped it out on the table and it was like here it is ours is bigger better and and, and stronger and it kind of kind of painted y'all as kind of the the villain of the supplement industry and and in all yeah. actual you know, Aldi, y'all are actually the hero, man, for the for the consumers. So, so what kind of what you know? Tell us a little bit about a little bit about that, man. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so what, what's interesting about Jim is Jim never wanted to be, um, I think, a version of who he is today in terms of you know being seen as, uh, you know, this uh, kind of fitness icon in a way in, in our industry, you know, and, um, you know, truth be told, we were working together. So he, he started in 2002 at muscle and fitness. I started just a year later in 2003 and, um, you know, I was 22 and, uh, you know, Jim was 12 years older than I was. So he got recruited, he was doing research in a lab. He was literally watching rats run, um, uh, writing research papers. He was doing research for the Department of Defense. So like during the Gulf War, um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, um, you know, high extreme conditions in which the soldiers were being put into and, you know, being over in, in Iraq and in and, and the Middle East. And so with the high temperatures and, and that extreme environment, you know, they actually, there's a lot of government funded research based on like those extreme conditions and, you know, what, what you should do pertaining to your nutrition and, and, and work out as well as, you know, your supplementation, how to kind of like, you know, uh, prepare the soldiers for what they were going to be facing. Jim was actually a part of that research in the nineties. That's um, awesome. And then, yeah. And then he actually got, uh, he was awarded the Gatorade sports science award uh, for beginning research on, uh, I forget exactly the, the topic, but he was, he was one, he was an award winning scientist at Yale. And, you know, but nobody ever really knew him as somebody who was, you know, what we see now, which is a tattooed, you know, physical specimen. He hit it very well. And even six years into the magazine, I had a relationship with him. I mean, he was his office was right upstairs. Joe Weider's office was right upstairs. So we were all in the same space. And I remember my first week on the job, I actually ran into Joe Weider. So I'm 22 years old and Joe Weider comes walking down the hallway and I'm like, he's like, you know, 
hey, I'm Joe, you know, like, what's your, I'm like, oh, yeah. a little fan, Joe, <laughs> kind of went fangirl yeah, a little like, bit. I'm like, dude, you, I, okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're Joe Weeder. But Joe personally hired Jim from doing research. And so when Jim got hired at the magazine, he was the senior science editor. So what that meant was everything that was written, you know, there's liability with everything. You know, you put out content, you have to make sure that the content is not only valid, but it also has research behind it. So when you're telling people to take things, especially supplements, specifically supplements, you got to be very careful about, you know, what you're recommending, even through a published, uh, through a, a magazine. So Joe's intent was to get the smartest guy in the industry uh, who understood supplementation and who had, you know, the, the pedigree that Jim did. So he hired him. So Jim was literally pulled from academia at Yale, right? He, he worked for the John B. Pierce Laboratory at Yale. He was doing his postdoctoral research. So Jim was hired to do research at Yale. It's not like you get a lot of these guys, you know, no disrespect to anybody else who gets PhDs, but they get their PhDs and, you know, they, they, they stay at home with mom and, you know, then they keyboard warriors and, and they raise their PhDs, but they really didn't do anything with them. Right. Um, it's akin to what I consider like a pilot, like I'm a pilot, right? And so I fly, I can get my license, call myself a pilot and then never fly again, right? Right. You have to continue to practice you, what you're doing. So Jim did that for many years. And then I never knew that he was even tattooed. I didn't know he had a tattoo. I didn't know he was he was into working out as much as obviously uh, he was because he covered it up. So when he used to come into the office, he would wear collared shirts, long sleeves, slacks. Um, and for six years, we would go on trips together. And I never even knew that he had a tattoo. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't quite get it up to the neck. <laughs> yeah. and all that. Yeah, he's completely uh, covered now. <laughs> yeah, he is. So, so what you see now, I think really spawned because around 2005, um, nothing was being done with muscle and fitness.com. And so I was hired originally to, uh, to, to, to do the publishing, advertising, marketing for all the supplement companies who were advertising in the magazine. So what I would do is I would go upstairs, I would meet with like the editorial department, Jim being the main guy who I would go to because he would write 90% of what was being put out there. And I'd ask him, I'd say, okay, Jim, what are you writing about next week? Or just pick his brain. He'd say, well, I'm writing about protein. I'm writing about casein. I'm writing about, you know, beta alanine. And then I would take that information. I would go, you know, I had a client list of all the advertisers, you know, BSN, uh, you know, Champion Nutrition, Gaspari, Muscle Tech, um, you know, pretty much all the brands, Optimum Nutrition. So all these different brands and I would go out to them and, and it was a small group and, you know, we'd say, all right, hey, Jim's writing about this article in the next issue. It's going to be on page 65. If you guys want to advertise on the right-hand side with your products to kind of match up the editorial content with his, it, it's, it's, a, it's a line for the consumers to see like, oh, he's writing about protein. Here's your protein powder, you know, being offered on sale at GNC or whatever. Um, so, so it was, that was essentially the job I got hired to do. And, um, and then it kind of took a turn because I was young. And so the internet was just starting to become a thing. And I was actually working on my own uh, website in the background, just kind of like I was always an entrepreneur at heart. 
So I was doing a lot of stuff with the bands and with different training. Actually, what got me my job at Muscle and Fitness was the fact that I would train with the bands and the free weights. And I was the, the guy doing a lot of unique, like I said, unorthodox stuff in the gym. And that kind of got me there. So, Oh, yeah. And the bands, I, the bands, I will say, are definitely humbling, man. A lot of people don't really they realize are, right? the, the yeah. you know, the capacity that, that bands will, you know, do for you. It's it's, it's pretty pretty challenging, man, because I know that y'all done the, the band challenge at home and the COVID thing was going on. And it was just as intense, if not sometimes more intense than actually using the free weights and stuff. Yeah, the research on the bands is 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 uh, unique. Actually, for my senior thesis in college, um, that's what I did. Is I actually did a uh, it was a small little study, but when you're when you're sports medicine, kinesiology, and or anything, you always have to kind of do your senior project that you know def- basically says here's what I learned, put into some type of work, and then you present that. And so mine was on the topic of you know do. Uh, bands and free weights have a significant difference than just training with free weights alone. And without scoring, you know, boring you with the details, um, I, I, you know, realize that yes, statistically you have much higher levels of uh, strength increases if you use the bands in combinations with, um, uh, with the free weights. And so Jim and I talked a lot about that. And I think that kind of earned a mutual respect between, you know, this guy and myself, because it wasn't like we would just be talking about, you know, ways to advertise and monetize the content. There was other stuff. Um, so that was my job is to kind of do that, get as much revenue driven into the magazine by way of the advertising and just connecting the dots between editorial and the advertisers. And and that led me to kind of really say, well, I see the future in, in websites. I see the future in muscleandfitness.com and flex online and muscle fitness her. So, um, I kind of lobbied said, Hey, you know, if no one's running these websites, I will. And, um, so I got the opportunity back then. They were just websites that were of the magazine. So if you went to muscle it was just an archive of all the, and some of them were literally like pictures of each, each page of the magazine. And there was a PDF. Um, so, there was all this traffic on a muscle and fitness and I had a great relationship with bodybuilding.com because they were one of my accounts. And so I was just trying to merge all this multimedia online together. And that led to a conversation with Jim saying, Hey, you know, you write all this content in the magazine, but um, it would be nice if maybe our conversations could be captured via video. So I think I always saw myself as like a, you know, the eyes of what a, a, our consumers were, because I got to see everything behind the scenes. You know, I helped run the Mr. Olympia contest for 10 years. My first bodybuilding show was being backstage at the Olympia, standing right next to Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler and Dexter Jackson, you know, so I fast tracked myself into the, you know, kind of the top levels of the fitness on the business side. Um, and I wanted to take advantage of that. And so with Jim, I didn't realize who he was until we started doing this online stuff. And we went down to Houston, Texas to do a seminar with Powerhouse Jim. And I went to the, uh, to the airport to pick up Jim as well as Gunter Schlierkamp. And Gunter was one of our Weeder athletes, former Olympia, uh, placed third, I think, in the Olympia. He was a top five bodybuilder in the world. 
And I remember I, I picked him up and I, I see Gunther, you can't miss him. And then all of a sudden I see this other, and I, and I realize this jam, he's wearing short sleeves, he's wearing shorts, he's tatted, his arms, his, he basically looks like what you just put up on the screen there. And I'm like, dude, I've known this dude for six years and I didn't even realize he had a tattoo. Like, it just blew my mind. And um, so we went to the seminar and, you know, Jim got up and spoke at the gym. And I just remember sitting in the back and the entire gym stopped. And because they were just as awe-inspired as I was that, you know, he was introduced as the PhD of muscle and fitness, this doctor from Yale, but yet the dichotomy of like him looking like what you see, just it raised curiosity. And I just remember sitting in the back and going, dude, this guy is just amazing. Not only do I know him so well from, you know, his position of academia, but now he's marketable. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's what we did. So he and I just took it upon ourselves to covertly just um, do our own thing. And we did a video series online called Muscle and Fitness Raw. And once he got on camera, um, you know, we, the first video we ever did was him in his garage doing a reverse grip bench press. He had toolboxes on the shelf and everything in the back. Um, and the video just kind of blew up uh, once I put it up on muscleandfitness.com. And then that's when everybody started really calling and saying, you know, hey, saw what you and Jim are doing and bodybuilding.com being one of them. And so bodybuilding.com, that's what led bodybuilding.com to say, well, we want to do like a, a workout program with Jim. So Jim did his first shortcut to size a year later uh, after we kind of uh, relaunched the websites. And that was around uh, 2008, 2009. And once he got on bodybuilding.com and then now you have not a couple hundred thousand people on muscle and fitness, bodybuilding.com, there's like 40 million unique people, unique visitors to that site. Right. Once he got on there, it was like game over. Um, you know, everybody just really flocked to him. And so I would start getting phone calls from all these uh, advertisers saying, hey, what are you guys doing online? Um, and we were starting to now take what Jim would write in the magazines and put it to video. So rather than having an article about Jim saying, here are the five best pre-workout supplements to take, um, we were now doing that online. And I realized one thing when we were there at the magazine was that when you see something on a cover of Muscle and Fitness, I got an issue when it says like, you know, the five best, you know, I'll show you really quick. All right. You know, you have, uh, you know, I got all the old issues here, but, you know, it's like, uh, you know, protein power, right? Like it would be on the cover here. You open it up as a consumer, you're thinking, I'm going to read this article and they're going to tell me what I can go find on like a GNC shelf or a bodybuilding.com. But that wasn't how we did stuff in the magazine. It wasn't how Jim said to do it. Jim was always talking about ingredients. He never mentioned a brand. So when he was telling people to take protein powder, he was telling them to take a specific type of protein powder. And, you know, even pre-workouts, take the five best ingredients in a pre-workout. He wasn't saying go take, you know, this brand of pre-workout and this brand so you could easily make the decision when you go into the store. He was telling you what was literally written on the back of a label, which nobody at that time knew what the hell they were taking. Right. You know? um, and that's where I kind of made the connection because we were really helping brands, any brand who attached themselves to Jim by way of how I was monetizing his content blew up. So you had 
you know, concrete, you had optimum nutrition doing stuff, MRI, um, you know, uh, a BPI uh, back in the day. So you had all these brands that understood the connection that Jim had with the consumers who were really trying to have Jim essentially endorse their products and he never would. Right. And so that's really what led us to kind of get into um, uh, the area of bodybuilding.com. And as you said, you know, litigation ensued. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit of that, about that litigation with bodybuilding, man. Uh, can, can you sure. talk about it? Can you talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, look, it's no secret. So what happened was um, around 2012, you know, the magazine had moved out to New York. And so they shut down the offices out here in, in Woodland Hills um, and they wanted to move everything out to New York. And so um, actually my job and, and Jim's job, large in part, were were reconsidered because we were supposed to move. and. And I said, look, you know, I, I, I have a family here. I can't do it. I said, but if, if, um, if, if that's the end of my career at Muscle and Fitness as well as Jim, just understand that you guys are going to lose revenue because I had, it was Jim and I in a program. Right. There was nobody else contributing to the websites. Like I was writing content. Jim was writing content. Actually, the website that I had kind of built uh, was called Muscle and Fitness Trainer was my own intellectual property. Muscle and Fitness was licensing that technology from me. So when you would go to Muscle and Fitness and it would say, hey, download this workout program on an app, and all, that was me. And I actually own that. And so all of that stuff was tied to revenue. And it wasn't because I was doing anything nefarious. It's just we didn't have any resources. Nobody was making an investment in multimedia there. And so I was just doing it myself. Jim was just shooting video content in his garage at 3 o'clock in the morning. He wasn't being paid anything additional. That wasn't his job. He was just doing it because we were, we need to serve to service the consumer. So that kind of gave us a little bit of runway um, and they shut down the offices. I believe it was 2009. So we were there 2012, you know, kind of came around and I had a great relationship with bodybuilding.com. Uh, the original founder, Ryan DeLuca, and his brother, Jeremy, and his, and his father, Russ, who since passed a few weeks ago. Um, I had a great relationship with that family, and I had you know, done a lot with them and helped really build a lot of stuff with them. And so we had great respect for one another. And, you know, I just, and obviously with Jim, Jim did all the content. So all that muscle and, or excuse me, all the shortcut to size, Jim just did for free. No one ever paid Jim a penny to do all that. He'd spend two weeks up in Boise, Idaho, um, shooting all that content, writing the content. I mean, he never got paid a dime. And, uh, you know, so I always told him, I said, it's not about the money. It's about getting you out there and the opportunity it'll pay off later. And it's not like I had this grand plan to do anything down the road. I just knew when you get that amount of exposure and it's done authentically, and the consumers can see his passion for what he did, they would really latch on to him and whatever whatever else he had planned for the future. And we never knew that we were gonna be doing a supplement company. Um, but when I started seeing the tail end of Muscle and Fitness and the brands that we had really built, um, just he and I, because I was doing all the marketing online for every brand out there. I mean, I was literally creating the ad copy that they would advertise on Muscle and Fitness, me. Like I had no skills in, uh, you know, uh, editing, but I just, 
I know how to talk to a consumer based on getting a point across when it comes to supplements. Right. Um, and so Jim would really tell me like, Hey, here's what a proprietary blend is, Mike. And, and I'm like, oh, no. you know, cause no one proprietary blends. Everyone was like, well, that's a secret formula that a corporation can't get out because it's their, their private intellectual property. That's how I took it. Right. And that's how I think millions of people probably did. But in supplements, it had a different meaning um, than it did in like, you know, Coca-Cola uses proprietary uh, technology for their flavoring. They're not going to give it out. Right. So that's right. how I assumed proprietary. That's something that's legal. That's no one else can get to in supplements. It's a completely different meaning. And so it took Jim to really explain that to me. And that's when I had an aha moment. I'm going, well, dude, if we could actually do this on our own, um, rather than you telling people what ingredients to take, and then I go sit down with a company and try and figure out what product that kind of replicates that, why don't we just do it ourselves to where it absolutely replicates your recommendations? And he says, well, if we can figure it out, yeah, let's let's do it. And he was only worried about his perception based on his uh, um, him being like a sellout because he never really wanted to do his own brand. Right. But so I, picked, I, I remember I still first I emailed Ryan DeLuca and I said, look, you know, I have an idea. What if we did a pre-workout with Jim Stepani? Obviously, he's getting you guys are monetizing crap loads of, uh, you know, revenue and and you know, building brands off of shortcut to uh, size. Um, what if we did our own? And so he said, yeah, let's talk. And so that's kind of what led us to where what we ended up doing with bodybuilding was um, we went up there. It was actually the week that Jim was shooting shortcut to shred, which was the second workout program that he was, you know, had on bodybuilding.com. So I went up there with a few potential partners that, you know, I had kind of contacted and, you know, one was a manufacturer and the other was actually the guy who hired me at Muscle and Fitness and he since left. So he and I were always remain good friends. And we went up there and we kind of, you know, brought formula of what, you know, was proposing to kind of cost it out and see if it was a viable option. And so, you know, at that meeting, a lot, a lot came out, but what, what ended up happening was bodybuilding came back to me and said, look, you know, we actually love this idea, Mike, but you know, we, would you be interested in actually making it exclusive in exchange for us kind of helping you out with logistics and the operations? And of course I'm like, yeah, that, that's exactly, exactly what I was talking with you guys about prior I don't know how you didn't understand that, but yes, the answer is yes. So what we ended up doing was we, in exchange, we created a, an agreement between, you know, so Jim and I started the company, right. um, you know, Jim supplement science, uh, PhD fitness is, is the, the legal entity. And so it happened real quick. So, so we started the company, got the contract done, um, worked with their, um, they had a guy, uh, by the name of Brian Rand, uh, who was their, uh, he was um, basically their private label director. So he was the one who was working with bodybuilding.com's private label products and the manufacturers. So he kind of like ran logistics and operations and stuff for him. Mm -hmm. um, so we worked with him. And so we 
Jim would give his formulas and, you know, uh, over to him and then he would cost them out and seeing what was viable. So we created pre-Jim. So Jim, once we figure out like, Hey, you know, cause again, it was very difficult to introduce, uh, <laughs> a 26 gram scoop. Right. Um, that was 20 servings at 35 bucks is the original price. When you had other products out there that were 40 serving small scoop for 29. Right. And so the consumers weren't ready for, you know, the understanding that small scoops are, are bullshit. You know, small scoops don't do anything. Small scoops are drugs, small scoops are stimulants. You know, when you get into scoop sizes of a pre-workout that are literally, you know, the size of a protein scoop, you know, cause that's how big ours is. Right. Um, people, people were really like, I don't even understand why, why, you know, the only thing I like, I don't like about pre-gym is the scoop size. And we're like, you're getting more. <laughs> so what we did is, is we, we launched with bodybuilding.com. They were our logistics, um, in our operations, uh, arm, but in the contract, they had no ownership of anything. They were just in exchange for us going exclusive, exclusively sold with them, which meant I wouldn't go out try to do another manufacturing uh, partner and another logistics partner and then go sell into GNC or vitamin shop or anything else. I was going to stay with bodybuilding.com. Jim and I were going to stay with bodybuilding.com for three years um, as long as they would basically run logistics. So when the ordering took place and we had the products produced, it would get shipped directly to their warehouses and then on to the consumer. And Jim and I did all the media. Um, so in the beginning, it was pretty rocky just because, you know, we were saying a lot of things that, as you mentioned, we kind of became almost like the pariah, the industry, um, because every pre-workout out there were these small scoop, little bullshit, nothing. They're, they're still out there. You know, we're still up against it. Um, so when we, we started coming out saying, hey, look, turn your label around. And, you know, even on your protein, like, here's how to know if your protein powder is screwing you. Look down here. If you see amino acids listed in the ingredients in your protein, the chances are that protein powder is screwing you. You're not getting whey protein. You're getting cheap amino acids. And every brand out there at that time was spiking pretty much. I mean, almost every brand. There were some that were trying to do it the right way. They just didn't have Jim to be able to explain it. And they didn't have Jim as a formulator. These were just guys trying to do it their own way. But right. large in part, the big brands out there weren't doing right by the consumer. And so we had to talk about it. We had to tell people, go look in your supplement cabinet. And if you know your pre-workout doesn't have beta alanine, creatine, BCAAs, citrulline malate, and um, I'm missing another one here, uh, betaine, it's not a pre-workout. Right. It's like saying, I'm gonna go do a chest workout and you do one set of one rep of bench. That's essentially what you're getting out of that pre-workout is nothing. You're just, you might be getting one ingredient that for just a little bit. So that's why the scoop's so small because everything else in there is a stimulant. Everything else in there just gives you that, you know, psychotic feeling to where you, yeah, you, yeah. you spike high on energy, you crash low and, 
And that's and one thing and, I can honestly say with taking the pre-workout, man. Like, it gives you a good, sustained energy through your whole workout. And then afterwards, you don't have that come down. I mean, you really don't. It, it's 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 just a sustained energy, and and I love it. I do. I love it. And that's and that's the thing about this, guys. Is like, like he's not paying me to say stuff like this. Like I actually reached. I actually reached out to him. It was like, hey, Mike, man, I'd really love to have you on this podcast. And if you don't do it, I'm not going to have any other supplement company on here because I mean, they. It's one thing I like about the gym brand is y- y'all do it the right way. And y'all kind of set the standard for every other industry out there, you know? Right. And, uh, well, you have to have, I mean, there, there was something that I said, I never, I, I actually end up picking up a book, but create evangelism within your, within your business, you know? And, and the, and what I mean by that is that if you can, if you can be fully transparent, um, it's hard to do, but the trust that you earn is like people, when people have faith in you, it's hard to shake that, you know, right. I mean, it, you're balancing their trust on, on, on a, on a needle because look, I mean, like, you know, like look, look at the culture today. Nobody trusts anybody. No, right? nobody. I mean, and, and when you find somebody who it's like, okay, this is too good to be true. Like why is this person like this way? People don't act like that. That's where I see an opportunity. It's harder because people think you're full of shit, but from a consumer standpoint, I was pissed off. You know, I was young. I, I, I was an enthusiastic 22-year-old who started muscle and fitness. My supplement cabinet was full of everything. And, I'm, and these guys were my friends, or so I thought, right? They would send me every product in the book I would take. And in many cases, I was probably drugged. And that pissed me off. Right. I didn't know what I was taking. Um, you know, I, I don't even know long-term effects of some of this stuff. Who the hell knows, right? right? So when Jim explained these things to me, I had a fire in me to be like, well, you know, excuse my French, but fuck that. You know, like if the, if the consumers out there are spending money and the supplement industry had a black eye against it. And the other thing is, is in 2003, Jim and I sat on a panel with Schwarzenegger and it was everybody in the industry. We were trying to start like our own um, – uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, oh my gosh, uh, regulatory body in the industry that was not deemed necessary by, you know, some lobbyist group in Washington who was getting paid by pharma. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to have like, all right, let's get all the brands together, the top brands in the industry, the retailers like GNC, Bodybuilding, Vitamin Shop, let's get muscle and fitness, that's where we were, and let's make a pact that like, hey, standardize our own industry and, and have a self-regulatory body that said, you can't be making this shit in your bathtub and putting certain ingredients in there or else you GNC won't take you bodybuilding. Like let's have some standards that which we all kind of like abide by. Now, then we put that together. We present it before the FDA and say, Hey, we're good. Don't start taking us out. And the problem was, is nobody, nobody could agree back then because the brands that were present were the brands who were doing the very thing, which the FDA kind of looks at and frowns upon. So the only way that I figured out a way to do that, it's like you probably as a consumer know that high fructose corn syrup and trans fats are bad, right? Right. But it's not like the, you needed the FDA to come out and tell you that that was bad. It was the consumers who realized it was, 
And the next thing you know, the companies out there who make loaves of bread and, you know, certain products stop putting those ingredients in their products because they know the consumer is now going to look for them and say, no, I'm good and put that product down. So I knew that that's what we had to do as a brand. And so when we launched at bodybuilding.com, all Jim and I did, and I use this analogy a lot, is if you're in a neighborhood and everybody's house is getting broken into, we never figured out who was breaking into the house. We just said, hey, if there's a guy walking around uh, with a ski mask on and a crowbar, probably a good chance that he might be the one doing it. That's so if you're, guy. yeah, it's like, so if you're taking protein powder, take it out of your cabinet, turn it around, and on the ingredients panel, under, underneath the supplement facts panel, there's a little box that nobody looks at. It says ingredients. By law, you have to list every ingredient that's in there. And if you see like beta alanine, uh, taurine, glycine, you know, anything ending in INE, what that means is that protein powder is screwing you. You're not getting 24 grams of whey protein. You're getting 24 grams of protein, but maybe 15 grams of that is coming from amino acids. What does that mean? That means that you're not, your body, you're paying for shit that doesn't work. You need whey protein, not just glycine, taurine, cheap amino acids that aren't going to do anything to boost, you know, um, muscle protein synthesis. So it was as simple as just telling people what to look for and look out for. By default, that's when all these consumers were like, oh my God, I just looked in my cabinet. And then it was the consumers who were calling out the brands. And they were going on social and just destroying these brands. So bodybuilding was getting a tremendous pushback because those brands that were doing it were all the brands that were in the top 10. <laughs> right. And so, so pretty so, much what these companies were doing was they were making a cheap product. They weren't putting everything in there that, that was right for the body that was going to benefit you the most. They were taking the cheap route to make a dollar pretty much. Right. Exactly. And so we started getting now, you know, I'm pragmatic. I understand bodybuilding probably didn't understand who they kind of, you know, just represented. Are. Yeah, right. They're like, oh, shit, Mike and Jim are serious, right? You know, they're, they're serious about really just exposing what's wrong with the industry. And we never named a brand. We never named a person. But immediately we started getting lawsuits, accusations of, um, oh, you guys said this. And, and it wasn't us. It was the consumers who were who we just said what to look for. They were naming the names. So as a result, you know, we, we were getting hit. Jim and I were getting hit with lawsuits. Bodybuilding was really backing off. And so this was going on and we just were rising. I mean, so we launched pre-gym within uh, six months. We were like the top five best selling brand on bodybuilding.com. Um, and we only had three products. So then once we started launching the, you know, then, then we never thought that we would launch all the different products, but the consumers were asking, well, Jim, I'm seeing results from your pre-workout, your protein, your post-workout. Can you create a multivitamin? Can you create, and every product that he created, it was always because there was something missing from what was currently available. Um, you know, we're, we're launching a bar here pretty soon and, it's unlike any other bar because there's specific things I think you and I talked about. Right. That <laughs> I'm excited that to try it. <laughs> is is going to change 
the way that all bars use specific things to get their bars in the market. Our bar is different. Um, so that's the steps that Jim's always taken is that he's just not formulating something to jump into a category because it sells well. Like we just launched our plant protein. And the plant protein, it's, okay, well, great, Jim, you have a plant protein. What's different about this versus all the other plant proteins? Well, here's a little thing. If you're taking a plant protein, turn it around and look at that ingredients paragraph. If you don't see isolate after the plant protein, so like we use rice uh, protein isolate and we use pea protein isolate. Why is that important? Because if you're using any other type of plant protein source that doesn't have isolate, that means you're only getting at best about 60 or 70% protein. Right. Isolates have a higher amount of protein. The other thing is, is that if they don't have additional amino acids added to that, then it's not as anabolic. So not it's different than the whey protein spiking, but so it, it took it took about a year and a half for Jim to, fi to finalize this formula because once you actually finalize the formula, now you gotta flavor it. You gotta make it taste good. That's the hard thing when you start adding all these ingredients is that flavor profiles are very difficult. Um, but I, I don't know if I've sent this to you, Blake. I will to give you to let you try it. So we we just launched it, but that's it's not like when we launch something, it's not just stepping into the category, we want to change it. We want to make it better. And we want to give consumers the the because you know, I take these products myself. I'm taking my post gym watermelon right here. Jim does the same thing. Like we don't want ship products for ourselves do we right. so let's make the best so that's what we were doing at bodybuilding and then we became kind of a a really big presence in the industry um a lot of the pre-workouts that were you know top of the market we started toppling i mean big brands like you think about the brands out there in the pre-workout category we wiping them out and uh and then all of a sudden you would start seeing the industry saying well if Jim's making this all about scoop size. Let's start maybe changing our formulas too. That's why you see a lot of these pre-workouts now no longer, some of them still exist with like, you know, three, five, 10 gram scoops. They're all like 14 and above most of them. And it's because they're actually putting in adequate doses of some ingredients. They still don't understand how to formulate because there's something called a synergy effect, which some ingredients at a certain level actually have a synergy with other ingredients. And so a lot of these guys just start throwing things in. So in 2016, our contract came due. Uh, the CEO, Ryan DeLuca, he left um, in 2015. We had about six months left. New CEO gets into bodybuilding.com. And uh, he's just telling me, well, hey, want to renew the contract. And we were going to continue. And I had every intention of just um, moving forward and, and continuing, you know, the 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 strides that we were making. Well, this guy had different ideas. Uh, he wanted to renew the agreement based on uh, bodybuilding.com having ownership, uh, full ownership of the JYM brand. And I'm like, no, I mean, you know, and, and yeah, I'm like, unless you get your checkbook out or something like that. But I said, you know, it's not even about that. I'm like, Jim and I are the owners of this organization nobody else like if you want to continue to uh have our agreement which was unconditional no other brands really like 
started out this way. It was my idea to kind of say, listen, I'm not good at logistics. I don't know operations. You guys are, you know, you already have trucks and warehouses. I know how to build a brand. Jim knows how to formulate. We know how to present the information to the consumers to get good products into their hands. Let's just each do what we're good at and carry on. Right. That wasn't enough for him. He wanted everything. He wanted, and, and, and realistically, it's because, you know, he had a group of investors who were looking at bodybuilding.com back then, and we were a pretty big revenue source for him. And so he wanted that added into their portfolio. Um, so we went back and forth, back and forth for, for weeks. And we actually came to, a, 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 an agreement about how we were going to go forward, which was fair. I thought it was really fair. Um, it, it held each, each of us accountable to where if, if once again, as I mentioned, people don't trust one another. Um, and he really thought that we were going to be doing some nefarious things going behind his back and, you know undercutting him and selling, you know, so that, all product. trust come in that you were talking about earlier. Right. Yeah. So I said, look, you know, let's sign a document, you know, like if I do this, you get X, if you do this, I get X. And so we actually had a, uh, um, a go forward agreement. I'll never forget. It was, uh, it was the Friday before in 2016 around June. So bodybuilding.com always has their big event up in Boise. It was the weekend before that he was moving to Texas he was moving his family from Texas to Boise. And on Friday, he goes, hey, we're good. Let me get through this weekend and I'll talk to you next week. We'll finalize the agreement. We'll move on. I said, okay, fine. Didn't hear from him, um, but I did hear from my lawyer on Wednesday <laughs> the next day. And he says, Mike, uh, some, some, some bad news. Um, Bodybuilding.com is suing you and Jim in federal court for ownership over the Jim brand for $100 million. And uh, yeah. And I just said, so I text the guy. I was like, I guess I got your answer. And I sent him the link uh, to where the, the, the litigation had been filed, um, which was in Boise. And, uh, of course, he responded and, you know, he said, sorry, we couldn't make it work. And I, he called me right away. And, and I just, uh, um, you know, how, how, how candid can I get? <laughs> as candid as you want to, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, so he, he was pretty fired up for some reason. He 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 thought that there was he heard a rumor that Jim and I were doing something, which we weren't, of course. Um, and he says, you know, uh, I'll fucking bury you, and I got more money than you guys, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I just told him, I said, well, Richard, I said, you can go fuck yourself, and I hung up the phone. <laughs> yeah, and um, so from the, I'll never forget two days on a plane heading to uh, Texas uh, to talk to a new manufacturer because they had, they stole the company from us. They had all of our inventory, which all of our, I had, we had no access to our, our pre-gym or all our products were in their warehouses. Wow. So it wasn't like I, and I didn't want to, give like a cease and desist or anything like that because I didn't want the consumers to not be able to get the products. Right. So Jim and I had to kind of stay silent and it was difficult because he just cut, it was basically like somebody came into your house that you invited 
And then when you go outside, they change the locks, call the cops on you and just claim ownership over the house. Right. And all your guests, AKA consumers are still in there. You don't want them to stop having a good time. <laughs> right. So you just, gotta, you know, what are you going to do? You're not going to torch the house. So, um, I just said, well, we, we have no other choice. We gotta, we gotta figure out how to do this without bodybuilding.com as our logistics partner. And so, um, we already had a lot of interest from GNC and uh, a lot of others. And this had never happened before. I mean, I've been in the industry at that time for, you know, 13 years. And I never heard of literally, you know, a brand just having all their stuff stolen pretty much. Um, and, and now it's, you know, in the court system and you have to kind of figure out how that's going to work itself out. Right. So we just said the hell with it. We dug our heels in. We had nothing to rub together. Jim and I, but our own, you know, our own finances. And I had, we had staff here on the media side. We were building out our media team. So I had employees and Jim and I just sucked it up. And we, a lot of swift talking on my part, uh, we, we got up, started with manufacturing and, and, and called GNC. GNC was a great, great partner, a gentleman by the name of uh, Kevin Maliberti, who's still there. Um, just is one of the guys, regardless of anything that happens in this industry, I, ho I owe him a, a debt of gratitude. He really stood by us to help, you know, kind of get us into GNC under the circumstances of potentially being brought into the litigation, uh, which GNC actually did, uh, bodybuilding at that time. So, so you have one individual who was responsible for all this. I want to make it clear. Bodybuilding.com as an organization is an amazing organization. The people who were there, the people who are still there were amazing. This was one guy who came in as CEO for a short period of time who just created all this mess. Right. But needless to say, it was still a mess. And But in three months, I figured out how to do everything that they did logistically. Um, and we launched in the GNC. Uh, with a full-scale launch, but now you had this kind of story that broke loose that this guy at bodybuilding.com, that CEO, he called in a lot of favors to some of these other uh, websites and some of these uh, tabloid things to really create a smear campaign against us, to try and further get us to come back and negotiate to him. It was all a tactic to get Jim and I to succumb to what he wanted, which was inevitably ownership over the brand. Right. Um, and, and come crawling back and we just wouldn't budge. And so, you know, he put out statements and, you know, had all this stuff just being flooded to the marketplace and, in um, about falsities and accusations that Jim didn't formulate his own products. They actually did. And, you know, how, uh, Jim was just an athlete and all this, you know, uh, th this BS. And then, um, once we launched into GNC, that kind of, you know, kicked things up a notch and, and it was a big mess, you know, because you had consumers who were like, well, wait a minute, like your, your products are, you have different flavors in GNC, you have flavors over here at bodybuilding, the labels are a little bit different, like, you know, what do we do, where do we go? And we tried to stay silent about it, but we just couldn't any longer. And then that's when Jim and I sat down and and so this guy, we, we found out that this guy, what he had planned was when we launched in the GNC, somehow through a wormhole, I, I got ahead of, he was going to be putting out a massive email statement 
to all 40 million consumers of bodybuilding.com about Jim Stepani, bodybuilding.com, and, and I got a hold of it. Uh, don't ask me how, but I got a hold of it. <laughs> and, and I read it, and I'm going, oh, my God, if this guy puts this out, like, this is just a bunch of lies, number one. But he's sending this out. He's going to send this out to 40 million consumers that he has access to, which is essentially large in part the industry. Right. And I'm like, Jim, we got to get ahead of this. We have to put a statement out. We've been quiet on this matter. You have to come out via video and let's break your silence. And that's what we did. So we actually named the video Breaking My Silence, where Jim pretty much addressed this as much as he could from a legal standpoint. So we got ahead of it. Uh, fortunately, that video took off and then his statement came out the next day. And then all of a sudden there's this big thing and it even got worse. Um, and it wasn't until Jazz Kredalik who Jazz is now the still current CEO of bodybuilding.com, came in. He and I met a few months later after we launched in a GNC. And he just said, and I said, well, what, what happened to your CEO? He says, well, he's still there, but he's kind of on his way out. So long story short, they exited him, gave Jazz the reins. And Jazz was as much of a fan and still is as much of a fan of the brand as any of our consumers. He knew what was going on was wrong. Now, there was shared responsibility into how bad things got, but again, you know, we don't, we never struck first. Um, and so Jazz and I worked and he is one of my closest and most dear friends to this day. But the amount of work that he and I did to kind of harmonize the brand right. back together with bodybuilding.com to where now everything was uniform. And it took, I mean, honestly, Blake, even up until recently, 2020, we had yet fully harmonized the brand. I mean, you're talking about a ton of product out there in the marketplace, a ton of media that we had to kind of, you know, put out there to try and really explain to the consumers what had gone down in a way that most consumers don't care. They just want to take their products, go to the gym, get results. Right. But we still felt like as an organization, as open and transparent as we've always been, this was something we didn't necessarily want to try and, you know, just put sweep under the rug should we be asked about it. Um, so that's what happened. And so, you know, it, it actually set us back, to be honest with you, um, set us back from doing a lot of things we originally had planned. Like we, we wanted to launch a bar, you know, four years ago. Um, it put that on the back burner. You know, we, we wanted to move in different directions um, to try and really expand the brand. But then, you know, we've been, you know, uh, distracted. I've been large in part distracted. So this is really the first year because um, then we had COVID to deal with, which was its own, you know, set of hurdles. Yep. Um, and so this is really the first year, which is why you're seeing some of these things, plant gym, you know, bar discussion other product discussions we have partnerships now that we're working on with other talent groups you're going to see jim working with um a lot of really big names who have been wanting to do stuff with the gym brand for some time so that was kind of the bodybuilding stuff uh, the bodybuilding saga but we're, we've been good now we have a great relationship with them they've since been sold to another uh group which has been a phenomenal ownership group jazz has remained the ceo um, and as I said, he is, um, 
he's one of my closest friends and, and just a great partner to, to work with. And so the partnership between bodybuilding and the gym brand uh, couldn't be better. Um, and so we're just going to try and make strides to make things better, you know, moving forward and expand on a lot of these partnerships that we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. Man, I know you're, know you're pretty excited about it, man. Like I said, I've, I've been following you guys for a really, really long time, man, and your supplements has definitely, definitely worked wonders for me, man. I mean, it really has, man. I do not buy anything else. And that's the thing, guys. Like, he, they literally have a whole complete supplement brand. I mean, they've got your, your you know, your shred, your, your post-gym, your po- or your pre-gym, your, your uh, vitamins, your uh, testosterone and the alpha, uh, you got your omegas. I mean, they really have, uh, they've really come a long ways, I guess, especially since, what did you say, 2013, where you first dropped your, um, your pre-gym, right? Right. Man, like I said, dude, it's, it's, it's been a good journey. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been, you know, and, and it, again, you know, as you said, I mean, I know this is, you know, dad focused. And so a lot of it's about the business, but, you know, through all this, uh, since we started, I had three kids too. Um, you know, and uh, it's, it's definitely a good life work balance, but, you know, you, you, you have to. And I think that, you know, sticking with your core values, I mean, the, the company ethos here is do the right thing. And it sounds like, oh, do the right thing. And I always tell my guys, I could bring any one of them in here. I said, what is doing the right thing? What that means is doing the things that you don't want to do, right? You don't want to make your bed in the morning. You don't want to do the dishes. You don't want to get up and, and you know, make your wife coffee at seven o'clock in the morning. You don't want to take your kids to school. You don't want to come into work and be on the conference calls. But, you know, those things, in my opinion, if I could give anybody any advice, if you want to achieve anything, which is not always just, you know, uh, monetary thing. It's not always having a nice house or to me, I think even COVID taught us a lot of lessons in the sense of like, you know, you got to find happiness. And I think a lot of things people take for granted um, that taught us a big life. It's like, you know, now I'm in the middle of like baseball hell, right. With my son and all these activities. But I always tell my wife and people who kind of say, oh, my gosh, we've had 10 games in the last two weeks. I said, yeah, but a year ago, we didn't have one game in six months. Right. COVID definitely messed a lot of things up. It did. And so I think, you know, but with happiness and with achieving things, it's like working out, Blake. And you know this. It's like if you want want to bench 400 pounds, you're not going to step underneath the bar and bench 400 pounds. You got to start with little weight, that light weight that that guy at the gym said you got to do more of, right? Right. Start with the lightweight, the things that you know you can accomplish to strengthen yourself, to practice, to keep your muscles conditioned, to come back. And eventually you're going to be able to stack more on and more on. That's life. And so when I tell people, you want to own your own business, you want to go ahead and try and do things that you think might make you happy, whatever that is. And that might be fine. You got to put your shoes away. You got to make your bed. You got to do the dishes. You got to take out the trash because those are things that are very easily uh, accomplished by just action. If you can't do those things right now, you're never going to own your own business. No, absolutely. You're never going to, because if owning your own business and having a family and do those are monumental strides. Those are things that take a huge amount of effort and dedication. If you can't take care of putting your shoes away when you come home, 
If you can't be nice to your kids when you don't want to, if you can't stay a little bit longer to get that extra bit of work done, if you're a, if, if, if you know, my, my dad was in heavy, was in construction his whole life, right? And he always told me one thing, he said, character is defined of the actions that you take when nobody else is looking, right? right? What are you doing when nobody else is looking? Because just to do something in the sense of doing it correctly because you felt like somebody's going to reward you for it, that's bad character. Absolutely. It's rewarding yourself. And so I tell people if, if they say, well, you know, what, what's your key to success? And I say, well, first of all, my key to happiness, not success, is, is this. It's taking care of the things that you know that you can accomplish and making that a priority every single day. If you can do that, you're practicing for the big things and the large accomplishments that you want in life. And it'll seem like they just kind of happen. But what you're doing is the opportunity just kind of people say, well, opportunity just kind of come your way sometimes to certain people who they think, you know, have seen success. I'm like, no, what they've done is they've cleared the distractions. And that's something you've got to do. I mean, for sure. And, you know, this podcast thing is I'm, it is based kind of around dads, husbands, and, and honestly, just all together, you know, men. And I think that, that physical health is one of the most important things to have in life to, in order to be a good dad, to be a good husband, to be a good man. Man, you've got to start with your own physical well-being. And I think that that's what y'all do great is your products, your workouts, man. They just do so much for, I mean, for, for everybody. I mean, that's the thing. You go to your gym army page, and that honestly is what really pulled me to you guys. Like, I didn't understand the full effect. But, guys, if you haven't checked it out, definitely go to gym army, and that's J-Y-M. And they're pretty clever with that, too, because I spell gym Every day, every time I spell Jim, it's J Y M now. It's just because it's just been burnt into my mind. Great marketing marketing strategy, by the way. <laughs> but the but the Jim Army man is just so supportive, and it's real life people getting yeah. real life results. And you would not believe the amount of change just in a matter of what six to twelve weeks. It is it right. is crazy, and that is what, like I said, is what really just wrap my mind and, and soul into the gym supplement industry, you know, products. Well, and that's the thing. It's, it's, and to your point, you know, you mentioned like the weeks, you know, look, I mean, you could take all the product you want of ours and not get any result. And, and we understand that. Um, it's about putting you on the right program, combinate, you know, in, in combination with the nutrition as well as, the supplements. And I think, you know, to, to Blake, your, your point, um, that's what we provide, you know, Jim, we just don't create supplements. There's another aspect of the business, which is, uh, his website, jimstepani.com, where his workout programs are at, you know, it started with bodybuilding.com where they had shortcut to size, shortcut to shred. So, and even the magazines, you know, Jim was writing, you know, prescription workout programs in here. It's the programs were always on point. The nutrition was as well, but the supplements weren't really up to him. Right. So I think that's where when you start seeing it, you know, like you do a program like I just did today. If I don't have pre-gym, then <laughs> I'm not finishing SSA. Like it's just not, you know, and that's the thing. It's like we are trying to make 
a one-stop shop to where guys like yourself, other dads, women, moms, you name it, are like, okay, what do I need to do? Because that is the age-old question when it comes to fitness. What do I need to do? Right. We got you covered. That's, that's, where, we, that's where we want to come in. And that's one thing I love about you guys. Like I've got – you can see this, right, the uh, the yep. Jim Stefani yep. website. Okay, awesome. That's one thing I wanted to bring up, man, is, is like, you guys are so involved with, you know, the workouts and, and the supplements. And, I mean, how, I mean, honestly, how many guys or how many supplement com- companies take the time to be like, hey, guys, we will give you $10,000 for – completing the summer shred challenge and obviously finishing on top with, you know, the utmost results, you know, like, like y'all are just so into your, you know, into your programs. And that's the thing, like, like these programs, they go on and on and on. How many programs do you think you've got in this website? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Well, so there's two different categories that we have programs, right? So we have what we call featured workout programs, which mean there is a, a four, six, eight, or 12 week program that has its own diet, that has its own training overview. And that's like, here's the package. Here's four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. Here you go. Those we have, I believe we have 46. 46. Um, so if you have yeah, 46 featured workouts and we break them out as you have on your screen here into Fat loss, muscle building, or strength. Now, all yeah, there you go. So these these are all examples of drops, and you can see underneath where it says drops that countdown or showtime. It tells you the number of weeks. You have four weeks, four weeks, and we do it based on like all right, the the least amount of time that you're going to get out of a featured workout is a month. At least it needs to be a month. Right. So we have four, six, eight. And then the other programs, if you just want like a an arm program for like a week or a, we have, uh, I believe we have over 130 uh, workouts like or an at-home program. We added uh, 40 months worth. So 40 times four, we have what, 160 months worth of at-home workouts that were added in during COVID. Right, yeah, and I've actually done the uh, the super shred. No, actually, the six week at home workout. And it's, it's, yeah, and it's pretty intense. I mean, it really is, and that's the thing, guys. Y'all go to this website, and just you can tell like the amount of time and care that they've put into this stuff. Because I mean, it takes literally all the guesswork out for you. Like literally, all you got to do is download the app, and once you get signed up to their membership, like it literally it. I mean, it walks you through everything. It keeps tra- track of your weights. It, it goes through, like, detailed uh, descriptions on your meal plans. Like, they've got a lot of great, great material on here. Like, if you, it goes from people that's been working out for 20 years to people that's just started working out for, you know, for the first time. Um, right. And that's another right. thing. And like, it, and it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Better. No, it's going to get better. <laughs> no, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, you go to this gym army. Like, you just scroll through here, man. It's just real people putting in real work, you know, getting getting real results. And that's one thing that I respect. I mean, respect about it and, and love about it. Um, 
one of the guys was messing me let me know this kid wasn't going to be at my little uh training conditioning <laughs> camp for football there <laughs> uh but yeah man like i said it's, it's it's great i mean everybody's so supportive you get in here and like you you don't really get it you don't get like any kind of bashing really it's it's all supportive and like i said that's one right. thing that i just absolutely love about this 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 industry this this brand like y'all do a very good job and even you yourself like you're on you're on gym army i try to be a lot a lot and that's the thing how many people can you say that literally takes the time out of their day to actually give you information on your products you know and you're there answering all kinds of questions you're on there what i mean a lot a lot you know and you're very involved and that's one thing i do love about the gym brand is y'all genuinely care well i appreciate it you know we do i mean i think it starts with um you know that ethos that you said it's like you know doing the right thing if because there are a lot of brands, Blake, and it's not just the supplement industry. It's it's every industry. It's, you know, I mean, take, take for instance, yourself. I mean, you know, you and I have been going back and forth for weeks, if not months, on, you know, what it took for you to kind of do what you're doing and the amount of work and dedication it took to kind of be in the position where now we're doing this after right. – it might have been a year ago. I, I, it has I mean, been a year. Know. It has been a year, been a whole year since since I you know this idea started for this you podcast, that, right? And but what's funny about it is people probably look at you today and be like, "Oh, I want to do a podcast," and if it doesn't happen for them tomorrow, then they give up, right? You know, and 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 I think that's exactly what you can kind of probably tell. It's no different than what you've done since the year that you first told me that you wanted to do this. I mean, I listened to your introduction earlier when we first started and it's like just that alone, I'm thinking to myself, man, this dude really did it right. And, and it's not easy to do it right. It's not, but once it's done, once it's done, you can look back and other people go, how did you do that? And you just want to explain to him you're like, I can't explain to you because I don't have enough time in the day to answer yeah. that question. So it's, it's, it takes time. It, it takes time. And even where you're at today, you're going to have this podcast. You made a pretty significant investment in your time and probably both your finances. <laughs> Absolutely. But you're going to be in, in three years, it, it, people are going to ask you, well, how, how, how'd you do it? And you're going, well, shit, you know, five years ago, uh, I was having a podcast and I was having, you know, uh, this, this Yahoo on from Jim Supplement Science, and now you're interviewing Elon Musk. I don't know, you know, so. That's, that's the goals, that's hashtag goals, right? <laughs> there you go, right? But you don't, you don't get there. You're not going to get Elon Musk on right now. You're going to get a chud like me. Hey, start, man, and then, I, I am happy to have you on here. <laughs> and that's the thing, no. man. Like, I try to get people on here, especially when it comes to businesses that I personally do believe in. And that real quick, guys, someone that I do personally believe in is Men's Wellness of North Alabama. You're listening to Dad Tough Podcast. We'll be back after a message from our sponsor. Gentlemen, many times we realize how we're not used to being. We have fatigue. We have weight gain. Even if we're dieting exercising like we're supposed to. And for many men, pills and prescriptions aren't working anymore for their ED. At Men's Wellness of North Alabama, we take the time to hear your concerns and get to the root of the problem. And we offer solutions. 
Call today for your free consult. Let's talk man to man and fix it. 256-366-2470 or mens-wellness.com. And that kind of goes, that kind of goes to show that everything isn't perfect. I'm definitely still working on 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 my commercial and my media and stuff. Got to get that guy back in here because recently I had to cancel a couple episodes because I got some brand new mics. The mics that I had, just the audio, I just could not get it right. <laughs> and now, like, I ordered mics, so I got to get this guy back in here so it sounds just a little bit better. But that's what I'm trying to bring to this guy. I'm not perfect by any kind of means. I make mistakes, and and I mean that's just kind of the the whole thing about being a you know a dad, a, a husband, and a and a man. Uh, I'm trying to bring to this uh, some people or scenarios where people can relate to because this thing ain't like, hey guys, follow me. I'm gonna make you the best dad, the best husband, the best man that you can be. Because I honestly, you know, am nowhere near, but I do strive to be. That is, that is a difference, you know, that I do have. Well, I think, look, I mean, fatherhood and, you know, doing, doing what, what, what I do, doing what you do, it, it comes with its set of setbacks. And I think that, you know, life is about failures. I mean, I, if you look at just people, even in the culture today, um, which is interesting just because everybody just wants honesty. Right. And it's a breath of fresh air when you get somebody up there and you can see them, whether it's – um. A politician, somebody who's a leader of a, of, a, of a sports team or an organization, if they're just being real and speak common sense, people gravitate towards that. And right. I think we don't see enough of that today. I think that, you know, most people are questioning because just the, the, the multimedia, the social media, we're questioning the truth and authenticity of the information as we're in the age of information. And so- right. There are certainly a, 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 a huge amount of misinformation and disinformation. Um, and it's almost like when you can kind of just talk like what we're talking right now and people can hear that and they can hear it's just two guys having a conversation. Right. We're not worried about the audience. We're not worried about, you know, obligations. We're not worried about being politically correct or anything like that. It's a breath of fresh air because this is just how average normal people talk. Right. Normal people communicate. And people understand who are fathers, who are husbands, who are mothers and daughters and sons and all these things. No matter your level of your social and economic level of where people perceive you to be, um, everybody's just normal. And I've, you know, I've met and dealt with, you name it. I mean, from, you know, political figures to, you know, millionaires and billionaires and, uh, you know, celebrities. And, and I'll tell you one thing is that I am myself, no matter what, wow. I mean, I literally roll up like this, like t-shirt hat backwards, shorts, and, and every single person who I've ever met has always said, dude, it's nice that you're just, you, you, you're not trying to be something that you're not. You're genuine. Um, yeah. And, and I think it goes a long way, especially in business. Um, you know, I mentioned the litigation stuff with bodybuilding and all that, you know, I, <laughs> to get over that and looking back on it now and the things that happened, the conversations that happened and what was done for us right. and without every single one of those, I mean, you're talking GNC taking a huge risk. Right. You're talking about manufacturers who started to manufacture the products for us 
these suppliers who provided us our ingredients, all these people took risks because of Jim and myself. And every single one of them, it was like this. I remember I met with um, the chairman of the board uh, for DNC, and he was the interim CEO. Let me stop uh, you right there for just a quick second. And we are back. Had to take a quick bathroom break. Go ahead with what you're saying, buddy. (laughs) No, it's perfect timing. No, we were just talking about like how, you know, um, being real and authentic, I think, in every aspect of your life is, is, you know, people say, well, I want to be a better person. And yeah, there are certain things you can do that, you know, there are rules that we all kind of live by. And, um, but I think the, the, the biggest one is just be authentic in, in yourself and unafraid uh, to share your opinions in a non-confrontational way, right. but in articulate way that you understand, know your facts, and you tell truth. And I think that, you know, so many people, we're all in seek of truth, no matter what or who we, what we're doing or who we are. And that's in business, I've always found that to be the most rewarding thing is somebody told me a long time ago when I started working at Muscle and Fitness, he was in publishing for a long time. I was 20, 21, 22. And he was super excited because he was actually a, a huge Muscle and Fitness fan. And he says, Mike, and I'm like, I don't know anything about publishing. I barely know how to type. And he said, be honest in what you don't know. And you'll find out those who actually can help you will. Right. And, and dude, I mean, it's, you, you take that to the bank when you're in search for, you know, a good loving wife or, or husband or, or business. And an example of that was never more present than when I sat down with the CEO, as I mentioned, GNC, when we were desperate, you know, had the company stolen from us. Didn't know what to do. Didn't have a pot to piss in. Um, I had responsibilities with my family. I actually, that that same year, I was, my wife was pregnant with our third. And, uh, you know, and I and I went, I sat down with him, just like I said, hat backwards. This, I, this is who I am. I'm just, I can't be any more real. I'm not going to bullshit anybody. And I sat down, his name was Bob. And it was him and a couple other guys there. Jim showed up and and I naturally take up all the oxygen in the room. So I was doing all the talking and I just said, I said, Bob, here's the deal. Um, I said, I know you guys are looking over, you know, the, the lawsuit and your lawyers are, you know, probably going to make recommendations about what you should do. And maybe it's too risky for you to take us on because you guys might get brought into the lawsuit. I said, but I don't give a shit. I said, I'm here to try and do what's right by the consumers. No matter what, if this thing does go to court, I said, I'll, you know, we're going to win. I think your lawyers, your lawyers will probably see that it's all about risk assessment. And I'm like, I'll make a commitment to you right here, right now. You will never find somebody who is more dedicated to a brand, to the consumers and to making this partnership work than me. I said, I'll bend over backwards for you. I'll do whatever I can to make sure that we have a great launch. And I said, and this is a forever partnership as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, and he looked at me, he's just like, I like what I hear. Let's, let's fucking roll, you know, like, and we just, and, and they ended up getting brought to the lawsuit, you know, I mean, uh, and, and, but because we never, and, and even, even now, I think through COVID, that was a big thing. We, you know, GNC went through a bankruptcy, um, that put us in a very, very difficult position. Right. 
Um, and we could have come out of that with a different partnership with GNC. Um, but I chose to stay true to what I had committed to because how was I going to sit there and beat them over the head during a situation that was difficult for them when they didn't do the same thing to me. Right. And, you know, regardless who's at the helm, I couldn't sit there and say, well, I'm going back on my word now because circumstances are different. And you know what? We got through it. And now we're doing things where we're at. And, and, and I'm a firm believer, you know, what kind of, you know, what you put out, you get back. Right. And it's never been easy. Um, but it's about, as I said, just always doing the right thing. And it, and it comes in ways and where it's really hard to do it. It is. And you have, it's so hard. It's so hard, especially when you have people in your ear, lawyers. And I've had lawyers in my ear for eight years telling me what to do. But if you stay to your convictions, if you can really pick something that you can hold on to that, you know, really exemplifies your character to where when you walk out of the room, people say, man, that motherfucker right there is a good dude. You know, that is to me happiness. Absolutely. It's not not success it's not money when 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 people remember you for who you truly are and it's a good thing that's success absolutely absolutely man i said i couldn't have said it any better than my better myself for real but anyways guys we are running on about an hour and 30 minutes which is a little bit longer than what i normally do but hey But hey, hey man, I enjoy. I didn't even really have to say anything. Like this dude just, I just need you to just come sit in this chair and just do this thing for me, man. It has been a pleasure. (laughs) It has. Next time I'll have the headsets and the mics set up. Awesome, and that's the thing, guys. This is just kind of a little bit of the backstory about Jim Supplement Science. Mike, Mister Mike Mackerlane here has has agreed to doing a uh, one month. One episode a month with me, so be looking forward uh, for another episode. Like I said, I'm super excited about this. I do believe that that men's fitness is probably the number one thing in being the best man, best husband, best father that you can be. Because if your body is just not operating at optimal performance, man, you're gonna you're gonna slack in a lot of areas, and that's gonna also include being being a husband, being a father, and and you know so just overall the feeling of being being a man. Well, like I said, Mike, I do appreciate you coming on here, man. This has definitely been my favorite episode yet for sure. But until next time, guys, what would you say, buddy? I said, I look forward to more. Absolutely. Until next time, guys, I really appreciate it. Do not forget to like and share this episode if you like it. Thanks for tuning in to Dad Tough. If you liked the episode, don't forget to like and follow the Dad Tough podcast on Facebook and YouTube. You can also listen to every episode on all major platforms. Have an interest in being on the show or want advertising? Reach out by email at dadtoughpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, stay dad tough.